Hey folks, if you like listening to Stumble Through, there's now a way you can support the show. Click the link in the show notes to make a once-off donation through the ACAST supporter feature. There's no ongoing commitment and you can give as little or as much as you'd like. I love making the podcast and I'd like to keep making it. So even if it's just the price of a coffee, every little bit helps. Thanks so much. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Do you find the time when you can't find pause? A confirmation what your face is gonna open some doors. You do what you gotta do, stumble through. Hello folks, and welcome to Stumble Through, the podcast for young Australian adults trying to figure shit out. I'm your host, Paula Arujo. I'm a writer, theatre creator, and marketer. And this week, we have got another creative career spotlight. This time we're doing it on stage management with Terry Steer. Hello. Hello, beautiful lady. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Uh, could you introduce yourself for the lovely listeners? Alrighty. So, I'm Terry. I am... Um a stage manager, designer, tech crew kind of person. Um, I'm from Brisbane. I live in Melbourne. I've been working here for the last couple of years. Um, yeah, I've done a little bit of everything, including some performing. So I kind of, kind of know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know what you're talking about. You are like incredibly yeah. capable and knowledgeable and yeah. like professional. <laughs> I do try. I try my best. <laughs> Um, have you stumbled through anything this week? This week, um, trying to get my shit organised is what I've been stumbling through. Mm. Um, yes, but in what schedule. sense? Because that's me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Um, you know, actually cooking meals for myself and not just eating at work. Um, oh, that's tough. Getting schedules organised, keeping shit clean. Mm. You know, all the really fun adulty stuff. Yes, indeed. Life admin is, in fact, the highlight of adult life. Mm, yeah. Oh, man, that's tough. And particularly, like, just just the organizing of the food and, like, making sure that mm. you make the lunch and you take the lunch with you and then yeah. bring the container home with yeah. the fork. Because I always leave and the actually, fork. Yeah, actually have cutlery because... Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I don't know if this is true of offices, but in <laughs> theaters, there's never forks. No, I... Never. The forks are what goes missing. Why is it that in communal kitchens, like, it's just two forks are, that are in constant rotation? Commodity. Yeah, and it's like, it's two forks in constant rotation, um, <laughs> like, five knives, and then approximately six million spoons. Mm, mm. Yeah, but uh, no teaspoons. No, not a single teaspoon to be found. Two spoons, usually. <laughs> you know, the most useful of all spoons. Yeah. <laughs> um, alrighty. So, could you give us like a brief overview of your path, like uni career, that kind of thing? Yeah. Okay. So, 
originally from Brisbane. I moved to Toowoomba so I could do theatre and music at the same time mm-hmm. without going to the conservatory. Because mm-hmm. um, I started my degree performing. So Wait, what? I, I didn't know majoring. that. Yeah. I had yeah. no idea. So in my first year, I was double majoring in music and theatre. Uh-huh. And then we got to semester two and USQ put on it um, Shakespeare in the Park, mm-hmm. which was Richard III that year. Mm. And that was really my first introduction to, like, the tech side of everything. So obviously I've been performing for a number oh. of years. So mm-hmm. I knew what was going on. That's this right. Was the first time I was actually involved. Yeah. Um, and I found I really enjoyed it. And I had a knack. Mm-hmm. Um so then I did another show in that semester and decided during the interviews at the end of the year that I was going to choose stage management as my minor. Heck yeah. Which is when I met Paula the next year. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Yeah, we've known each other yeah. for so long. And I had this pang of, like, <laughs> panic when you said that you had done that. I was like, sorry, what? I t- what? <laughs> I've known you all this time and I don't know this key yeah. piece of information. Scott was very disappointed. Scott <laughs> was like, you could be an actor. I'm like, yeah, nah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I went into my second year, um, did some lighting design, quite a few of those while I was at uni, um, bit of production managing, a lot of building, so mm. building sets, building costumes. Um, I site managed my second Shakespeare in the Park, which was Winter's Tale. Um, yeah, Paula and I built the set for that one. That we did, we did. And I ruined a good <laughs> pair of shorts because I didn't realise that one edge was still wet. So, yeah. <sighs> yeah, I've done that to so many pairs of jeans. Beware, <laughs> beware. <laughs> mm, mm. Wet paint is dangerous. It is, particularly when you don't know it's yeah. wet. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so like we, you did uni and then um, I know that during uni you did like a whole bunch of secondments and you also like yeah. made a point of working on productions, particularly with, um, is it Brisbane Arts Theatre? Yeah, so I worked for them for three years. Mm-hmm. Um, so in my third year, I moved back to Brisbane and studied remotely for the year. Mm-hmm. So I performed in a couple of shows. I did a secondment for Le Bois for the Brisbane Festival, and I did a secondment for QTC, back when it was QTC. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I performed in a show for Brisbane Arts Theatre, um, which was my first kind of introduction to them. Mm. And then they took me on. I was part of the ensemble for their kind of core group of people to choose technicians from. Um, for a year, I did some stage managing, some crewing, some building. I went on tour with them. Mm, I was about to say, you did touring with, um, yeah. was it that one with the puppets? The, that one. It was that one with the puppet. Avenue <laughs> yes, that one. So, yeah, we did a regional tour of that one up to <clears throat> Rockhampton and Mackay, mm. which was a hell of a road trip. Um, Weren't you telling me so that actually, at one point, yeah, you were doing, you were performing and Literally taking, everything. Yeah. And working in the bar, yeah. Mm, okay, um, cool. <laughs> so I was the technical supervisor, so I was in charge of all of that. And um, I got told the day before bump in that they actually needed me to perform in the show. Cool, so, no problem, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I found out I was going to be puppeteering and singing for the show. 
had to learn one of the dance numbers. I um, shadowed one of the bad idea bears because mm-hmm. there was a few rehearsals while we were away that um, one of the actors couldn't come to, and I think one show. Mm-hmm. So one of the bad idea bears played Kate Monster because mm-hmm. that actor couldn't be around. So then I was the bad idea bear while she was. <laughs> <laughs> so I was puppeteering <laughs> the bad idea bear when Kate Monster was on stage. So mm-hmm. it was all just, you know, a little bit completely chaotic. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Um, so where are you and what are you working on now? So right now I am living and working in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just finished two shows at La Mama, quite Beautiful. really close together. Like mm-hmm. I had a week off between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of those shows, we're doing a regional weekend down mm-hmm. in Wonsaggy, which is um, southern Victoria. Um, and then I'm in rehearsals for a new Daniel Keane play, which is being premiered at La Mama. So I'm stage managing that one. Um, we're in rehearsals at the moment. And then... I'm also stage managing and production managing another show at La Mama because I basically live there this year. <laughs> um, so that one is a PhD work. Mm. Um, I was recommended by a lighting designer who is brilliant and has gotten me so much work in Melbourne. Um, so we're working together on that one um, oh, in October. Beautiful. So you did all the work with um, Brisbane Arts Theatre and then yeah. you moved across to Melbourne and did you have a job lined up there beforehand or was I it? I did not. Mm. Tell us about so that. So I moved, well, so I work freelance. Mm. Um, that's kind of my thing. Once yeah. I moved, um, I just took up freelancing. So when I got here, I fell into a job in a pub, which I'm still doing two years later. Well, you kind of need that, though. Like, you need a survival job. Yeah, you absolutely need a survival job. And this one's mine, and it's great. I love it. Heck, yeah. Um, So I did that and just that for, like, the first five or six months, Mm. a bit more than that, probably eight or nine months. Um, So I moved here. It's brutal because, like, Melbourne's expensive and you move to do the thing and then you can't do the thing for a while because you don't know anyone. Yeah. So I... Moved here in the August, um, just worked in the pub until June mm. when I think about May, mm-hmm. I responded to a Facebook ad mm-hmm. um, asking for AFM, assistant stage managers. Um, went for an interview, got that job, um, and then I have consistently had work since last June in the Melbourne Theatre scene. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> So, and it's all like who you know and meeting new people. So this lighting designer I work with, Bron, um, she worked on that first show I did at Red Stitch. Mm-hmm. And then she recommended me for some other jobs, including this one I'm working on at the moment. Um, and from there I've met other actors and directors and um, producers who have offered me other jobs. And it all just kind of flows on. Mm. So that yeah. one show got me started. And it's just, yeah, still going, yeah. which is great. Heck, yeah. Well, like, you're good at what you do, so of course. But it's it's just yeah. a matter of, like, <laughs> hoping when you're waiting for the thing and the... Uh. Yeah. 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 Um, was Filling there some... in the time and finding the next gig. Yeah. Ugh. Um, was there something that surprised you, surprised you about the reality of the job? Not really I think uni kind of really prepared me for what it was like although 
all of my uni rehearsal rooms were one completely differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, when we stage managed at uni, it was quite structured and the, like all of the directors were there in a teaching capacity as well. So it was all kind of different. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, just learning to work with other people was really interesting and like how different people want to run their space. Oh, okay. I find so really interesting. Yeah. So like the differences in terms of like from uni to reality was more about how different people prefer to work as opposed to anything like, oh, well, I wish they taught me this key skill at university, but yeah. 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 Okay. Well, that's really yeah. good to know that like, you know, there's at least like some particular courses or like um, uni degrees and stuff out there, which actually prepare mm. you in the most part for it. I do want to say though that I think that also largely comes down to the fact that you like really got involved with the industry while you were still studying and like I know yeah. that um like because I know that you took a little bit longer to do the degree because that oh, helped yeah. you in the yeah. end but yeah. yeah and and I know initially well, I like did, there was angsty mm, oh yeah yeah so I did six or seven to comment where most people do four because mm. I took the extra time to go and work in the industry mm. and then I was doing other work in the industry that wasn't for study yeah. at the same time. Mm-hmm. So that kind of helped. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot, but it's, yeah. Yeah. So I think that kind of killed the culture shock a little. Okay. I'd kind of done it. And yeah, okay. I was already doing the work in the industry, which I think really helped me. Yeah. What's, I suppose we could reverse engineer that then. What is something that um, you can spot someone who hasn't necessarily been working in the industry as much um, because they don't know something or because they do one thing or another, et cetera? Like, is there something that, like... Um, I think it it really comes down to experience. So Mm -hmm. if you work with certain people, um, you're going to come away with different skills and ways of working. Mm -hmm. It's just like I've had a lot of conversations recently about the way people work. Um, which is really interesting and that's really important to people when they're choosing a stage manager like they want to know how you work Um, a lot of it's a personality game as well so I know some brilliant stage managers Mm -hmm. but um, they just don't work the way some directors need Mm -hmm. so it's like a match-up like it's a matchmaking thing really oh Um, wow so like it's it's not just like about I suppose that's not just about your skill yeah yeah I'm currently working with a yeah. director who loves the way I work. Mm-hmm. Um, but even though I haven't been in Melbourne so long and I don't have as much experience as a lot of Melbourne stage managers, the way I run a room complements the way he likes his rehearsal space run. Mm-hmm. Um, so that makes us a really good partnership yeah. for running rehearsals and running shows. Excellent. Um, yeah. Cool. Do you have a message for your past self? Um, hmm. I think just keep going like Mm. learn as much as you can work as hard as you can that's something I've always been really big on like just pushing through and putting in as much effort as you can yeah Um, yeah like even if you're having a bad time what can you learn from it how can you grow from it yeah I think that's really important absolutely and that means in all aspects of life but definitely in my work yeah and that does like that makes such a difference coming from you because like you know you're doing all this while managing a chronic illness and that's yes. amazing 
Like, <laughs> could you, h- how do you manage it day to day? And what do you think is something people around you could do or be aware of that would be supportive? Um, so my managing day to day, it just comes from practice. Um, so I was diagnosed with my chronic pain condition, well, one of them, mm-hmm. um, in my first year of uni. So it's kind of been like the whole time I've been learning to do what I do, I've been dealing with it. Oh, wow. So, so you're like become... learning how to do what you do while also learning how to take care of yourself and manage that. Yeah. And wow. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been a fun ride. Um, so <laughs> I had a knee surgery this year, which meant I had to take a bit of time off and kind of restructure how I was doing things to kind of heal. And like so over the last year, before my surgery I was dealing with this knee problem mm-hmm. which meant I had to completely adapt how I worked because I like I couldn't sit properly for a long period of time standing was hard I couldn't bend my knee so I couldn't kneel down climbing ladders with a sore knee is not a fun time mm. so I kind of had to yeah constantly adapt how I was working and how I was doing my job and then managing my pain so I like to be super open about it yeah be like hey this is a thing, it might come up, it might not, just so you're like across it before we even get started. Yeah, and that's kind of like a way that you take care of yourself too, so that like you've flagged it early on and so you don't have to worry too much like down the track because you've already gone, okay, this might be a thing Um, and, you know. If it's not, great. If it is, you're prepared. Yeah. And now it's time for the Things I've Never Said segment, where we accept anonymous submissions and confessions from our listeners on the topic we discuss. So this week we've got one submission, and it's, um, would you say study is necessary for getting a job? If so, what course would you recommend? Mm. Well, this one's tricky, Mm. um, because I completely mix and matched my course. Mm. Um, It's kind of like a build your own kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely took a build-your-own approach with my degree. Mm. Um, but my degree also doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. So and as that much is, as I would love mm. to recommend it, I cannot because my minor does not exist. Mm. I am the last person. Um, Aww, yeah, it's like so, the, the last dinosaur. <laughs> I am the last dinosaur, yeah. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny the because you're your Insta. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say because it's – because the Instagram handle is Terrence. Ha ha Yes, that's a beautiful piece of irony. Um, <laughs> um, oh, that's so crummy. Um, yeah, so as beautiful as my course was, you can't do it anymore. Hmm. Um, I wouldn't say study is necessary to get into stage management, but I think people definitely prefer it. Um, hmm. And it's an easier way to get experience if you're going through a course um, that are going to put you in touch with people, like secondments for me. Um, Yeah, so that really helps. But, like, just getting involved with your local theatre as Mm. well is something you can do. Um, So that's kind of what I did with Brisbane Arts Theatre. I just kind of went and got involved and then I became part of their crew. But it doesn't have to be university study. Um, There's a lot of TAFE courses and things like that you can do. Um, And I think it's actually the real world experience that's more important. Mm. Absolutely. So, that's, that's what comes out of yes. like everyone's mouth. And it's like, look, I went to uni, but Absolutely. like the real world. <laughs> yes, I can actually do this job in mm. the real world, not in the really structured university system. 
mm. or teaching institution. Yeah, which, you know, like has its place. Like when you're learning, it's really beneficial Absolutely. to be in a structured system. But yeah. Yeah. I think for stage management, it's great to go through a learning institution because they usually have people who've been doing this for a long time. So they can teach you skills quicker and easier because they've done it. Um, mm. So it's a good starting place. But I think the experience is actually the most important part. Yeah. Um, is there someone that you know who didn't do a university course or like a, did a TAFE course, maybe they didn't do a TAFE course so that we could kind of have a think about someone who wasn't going to pursue uni but would be interested in doing a TAFE course and looking at how this person that you might know has done things? Hmm. Um, I'm not sure. Um, I don't know of any stage managers who haven't trained. Mm. I suppose that's um, telling then, though. That's like, that answers... Yeah. Yeah, so even if it's not like a university degree, mm. most people have at least... Oh, no, I think I do know one person. They were mm. mentored by a stage manager, but I don't uh, think they actually did official training. Okay. But since I've moved to Melbourne, I haven't met anyone, as far as I know, who hasn't. So most people down here go through BCA. Mm-hmm. Um, Victorian College of the Arts, which is kind of like Brisbane's Conservatorium, mm. but for all disciplines, the arts, mm. not just music. Okay, that yeah, does, I'm, yeah, but that still like does inform what someone would do, though, because like, yeah, if most people are doing uni degrees and stuff, then it's like, well, that's where the benchmark yeah. is, then. So you have to receive mm. some sort of training because it's only one person that you know who's gone and only been mentored. Yeah, yeah, like I can't think of it, and I, yeah you'd have to go and work for a theatre and, like, shadow an essay. Mm. Like, stage managing is really something that you build up to. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't just jump straight in and stage manage. Like, you start as an assistant stage manager or a deputy stage manager or both, mm. um, and you kind of learn how different stage managers work, find your own style. No, that makes sense. Um, thank you so much for sharing that because, like, so much of – the confusion I think about how to like get a job comes into well what is expected of me and like what yeah. do people who already have the job like what are they working with mm. what's the best advice you've ever gotten about the role or the work or the industry so mine actually came from a production manager mm-hmm. um, and it was to work on your people skills mm. it's more important than the calling or any of that other like admin stuff mm. is actually most important to be able to like mediate and to communicate effectively. Like your communication skills have to be top notch because I think of myself as an interpreter basically. Mm-hmm. I'm interpreting between actors and directors if they don't quite understand each other, actors and the rest of the production team, um, directors and tech. Mm. That's often two completely different languages. Yeah. So. I'm really grateful that I studied sonography while I was at uni, um, which is the art of technical theatre. <laughs> so most people think of it as super technical, but there is a lot of art behind it. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's like translating what the director's trying to get across and putting it into the technical language. Yeah. Oh my gosh, and that comes right back to what you said at the start, where like you stage managers get jobs based on how they work with directors. It's the matching up. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. And you kind with of directors like, with designers, 
with actors mm. yeah like how how you convey your ideas mm. and yourself and then yeah I spend a lot of time like going back and forth between directors and creatives and kind of unifying their vision yeah <laughs> trying to explain what the other one's talking about like if a director's being super vague and saying oh I, I want a really romantic feeling mm. go to the lighting designer for example and be like okay so we need something softer and how about we use these channels and yeah, yeah so interpreters like, like exactly what you do mm. like you're an interpreter yeah. slash grand organizer <laughs> there is a lot of organization yeah <laughs> oh my gosh that's so like so now I'm gonna ask you the question that I ask mm. everyone mm. to wrap us up mm-hmm. um what would you do if you knew 10,000 people would do the same I would say thank you oh that's yeah. so wholesome and beautiful yes <laughs> 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 yeah, because everyone has someone they should say thank you to mm. for something. And it's just a nice thing to do. Absolutely. Even like, if it's tiny, like, yeah, just say thank you. Heck yeah. Like, because that, yeah, it validates. And it's like people, I love being seen. Everyone loves being seen and having like yeah. you know, that recognition. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Revolutionary. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I want to say thank you to you for coming on and for dealing with the uh, delaying, yep, with my brain malfunctioning like it just did just then. um, That's okay. I have that every day. (laughs) Thank you so much. It was was so lovely to have you on and to like get... Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Like how could I not? You're an artist who is working consistently. Of course, I need to mine you for information. Yeah. (laughs) It it took some time, but I got there. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you again. Thank you. Um, Is there anything that you wanted to plug and where can we find you? Um, So as Paula mentioned, my Instagram is pterodactyl, um, but with an I because that's how you spell my name. Mm -hmm. Um, because I really like puns and dinosaurs. Um, <laughs> I think we bonded so, over that in the first week, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So it's underscore Terry Dactyl um, on Instagram. You can find me. Um, yeah, the only things I've got to plug right now are in Melbourne. Mm. So if we have any Melbourne listeners, get along to La Mama because there's an amazing season. Mm-hmm. I'm working on Wild Cherries and the Disappearing Trilogy over the next couple of months. Woo! are both super exciting projects. Mm. They do sound good. Maybe um, maybe I'll have to book a flight to Melbourne. Maybe you will have to book a flight to Melbourne. Maybe I, I will have to. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I will have to book a flight to Melbourne to see the show slash you. <laughs> yes, yes. Get all of the culture. Yes. The culture capital of the country. <laughs> um. Is there anything that you wanted to touch on or anything before we went? Was there something that, like, we didn't talk about that you think would be really, like, valuable for budding stage managers out there? Um, there is nothing I can think of off the top of my head. Anything you wanted to tell actors so that they could understand why? Be nice to your yeah. stage managers. 
I have a stage manager friend who puts up a sign in all of her dressing rooms mm -hmm. and it begs the question, have you hugged your stage manager today? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Just even when they have to be mean because you're not doing the right thing, mm -hmm. they are still people and they're still looking out for you and for the show. Yeah. So just remember that. <laughs> Um, alrighty, well, thank you so much for talking to me. Thank you for sharing your experience and story and knowledge. Um, and thank you for you, lovely listeners. Uh, thanks as always to Zane at That's Not Canon Productions for producing the show. Graphics are by Claudia Piggott, music by Jessica Fletcher. If you stumbled upon us, don't forget to rate and review the podcast because it helps other people find us. You can find us on Instagram at StumbleThroughPod and Facebook as StumbleThroughPodcast. All right, see you soon, guys. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.